The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. On Global. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Wasting away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost sugar song Some people claim that there's a wall blame, But I know it's nobody's fault It's the margarita's fault it usually is. Hey, it's uh, National Margarita Day or International Margarita Day, whatever that is. And on this Thursday afternoon, there's a couple of versions of Margaritaville we're going to hear today. It's Jalen and I. I uh, hope you're enjoying this beautiful afternoon. It seems the cold weather has finally broken just a little bit. Andrew's still enjoying the sun down in Mexico. He'll be back on Monday. Our producer of the show, Brad Whisker, checks in this afternoon. Hey, Brad. How's it going? Really good, actually. Really good. The weather's probably making you feel a little better. The weather's making me feel a little better. And you know what? At 2.30, we're going to talk with uh, Dave Phillips from uh, Environment Canada, the senior climatologist from Environment Canada. I love this guy. He's always such a great great guest, full of passion uh, about all things weather. And um, there's some craziness, crazy weather that's going across North America right now between, you know, a lot of people thinking that we've had a really, really cold February, me included. I could just be a wimp, very likely. But Calgary saying that they've had a really, really cold go as well in Ontario. There's flooding all through the um, uh, American Midwest, freezing rain. In Denver, last week, a couple of days ago, they had a 70-degree change in temperatures over three days. That's nuts. You know, it was crazy. Yesterday in New York City, it was almost 80 degrees. So things are a little wonky right now. So we're going to catch up with uh, with uh, Dave Phillips. I know you want to talk uh, a little bit about the Olympics. I always love talking a little <laughs> bit Olympics. You know that. That's the main reason I'm here. Oh, man. Okay. You know what? I'm going to admit, I didn't watch much of the game last night. Uh, the Canadian women taking on the American women. Didn't catch much of it. Um, I know it went to a shootout. I actually fell asleep by the end of the first period and went to bed. Yeah, so I know it was a shootout, and I know that we lost. But from everything that I've read... Um, well, a lot of folks saying that actually America was the, the Americans were the better team last night. They were the deserving winner. Mm-hmm. Canada played their you know what's off last mm-hmm. night. They looked really sluggish in overtime. You could tell that the age difference between the Canadian team and the American team was catching up Come to on. Canada. Oh, America was much, much younger. And the Canadian team did look sluggish. And, I mean, it turns into a skills competition yeah. in the shootout yeah. anyways. Yeah. So anything's possible. But... If I'm to admit it, do you do you believe that in a gold medal game, a game like that, that it should should go to a shootout? No, never. That's terrible to me. Just keep playing. Keep playing. Imagine Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Mm. Final going to a shootout. It would never. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. No, it's endless overtime. So you could go to six overtimes until a goal is finally Mm. scored. And to me. 
a gold medal game, as I had mentioned this yesterday. Yesterday's gold medal game between the Canadian women and American women was the equivalent of a, a mm-hmm. Game 7, a Stanley yes, Cup sure. final. Going to a skills competition is a terrible way to finish these games. It would be like in the NFL. It's the Super Bowl. It goes through 10 minutes of overtime. What, we're going to have a field goal kickoff now to decide <laughs> who wins this game? Who makes the nicest catch? No, I mean, come on. Football rules when it comes to overtime are a little wonky anyway. But, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people not uh, all that happy about it. Um, there, You know, the one gal who, the one Canadian who uh, was given the, the silver medal and then immediately took it off her neck, she's coming under some criticism. I don't think it was a cool move, but in the in the emotion of that moment, moment yeah i can see yeah and we saw she that didn't, she didn't throw it into the stands no and i was just <laughs> going to bring that up it, it didn't go into the stands like we saw back uh at the world juniors yeah. between canada and sweden i understand the frustration she doesn't want the silver she'll it, the days ahead and weeks ahead she'll reflect and be very happy that she brought home mm-hmm. some hardware and and played her butt off for the canadian team with her teammates and her friends but last night if there's one game the Canadians don't want to lose, it's to the yeah, United no, States, and the it's, States would feel the same way. Yeah, I know. And it, 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 it had been a long time since the Americans had won a gold medal in, in women's hockey. 20 years. Yeah. So, so a little bit what? of a wait. Yeah, they got to win one every once in a while. Well, and I was okay with that. It's, it's nice in a way that they did win. It just reignites or even adds more oh, fuel that, to the fire of that absolutely. matchup. So I'm okay with yeah. it. Was it frustrating to be up until one in the morning and then not see our women come home with gold? Absolutely. But hey, it happens. We move on. And when do the men play? Tomorrow, 5.10 Tomorrow, you mean like 5 in the morning? 5.10 a.m. Friday morning. So if you want to get up and watch, I certainly will be. The alarm is set for quarter to five. Well, better than you, you than me. I'm not getting up that early. I know. I'm not I would never expect I, I'm, <laughs> I expect you to tell me all about it when I get to work. Um, medals from last night, the rest of us? Uh, we did okay overnight. Uh, won a couple speed skating, short track yes. speed skating medals. So we're at 24 total. That's amazing. We won 26. We, Canada, won 26 <laughs> in 2010. That's our highest total ever. Regressed by one in Sochi at 25. So with the mm-hmm. amount of competitions left, we have a great opportunity to get past 26. Do you think Canadians could love uh, Scott Moyer any more than they uh, than they did the other night? Then he's like, yeah, come on, hold my beer. He and was having a boom. time last night. He was having a great time you last know, night. You know, some of the, the, you know, the video of him standing up and giving it to the refs in the first period, that was, that was pretty epic. Have you seen the Photoshop of his picture onto a Canadian heritage moment? <laughs> Someone told me, so I read somewhere today that they should put it on a, the loony or a dollar, one of the bills or something like that. Well, it was funny because he was at the game with Patrick Chan and yep. Team Rachel Homan was there. A lot of Canadian athletes were there. One person that wasn't there was Tessa Virtue, uh-huh. obviously Scott Moyer's partner. She was practicing and training for an exhibition race as part of the closing um, events on Sunday and saying, Scott, Why are you at the game? Well, yeah, because they do that gala. Exactly. So they're performing on Sunday to the Tragically Hip, which is going to be a very emotional... Long time running? Yes, that's the one. So it's going to be a great performance. But 
funny to see one of them there. And yeah, they de- they de- they debuted that uh, that performance uh, a few months back. Actually, I think in Regina had a performance there just um, just after uh, Gord Downey passed away, and apparently it was it was pretty breathtaking. Breathtaking. So, well, we'll see. I, I always love the gala. I always love the gala. I think it's uh, it's I think it's a lot of fun for everyone. They just kind of loosen up a, a little bit more and get out there and uh, show their stuff. Yeah, it'll be a great night. So, and every like you said, everybody gets to have a fun time and everybody gets to wind down. Yeah, Scott uh, Moyer showing his Canadian side, LOL. Yeah, the Yanks knock Canada out of curling gold race too. Big story and unexpected, said this text. Yeah. Well, the curling side of it, the, the curling side of it was a... Uh, a mess. Yeah. But again, it... I, I agree. It, it happens. Sometimes things go off the rail and it doesn't go right. You have a bad tournament. You have whatever. And I know it's not expected at that level. We've said that, you know, over the past couple of days. But it happens. And uh, you move on. I, I don't think Canadians necessarily have moved on. <laughs> I'm not over it yet. I'd like to see them bring home the bronze for sure. I mean, there's still a medal opportunity. I love this too about Scott Moyer. He says, yeah, he's got the gold. He doesn't need to practice. No, he doesn't. Because you know they're going to knock it out of the park on Sunday. They always do. It'll be, again, passionate and intimate, mixed in with a lot of fun because it is Mm -hmm. the closing ceremonies. And of course, with Tragically Hit playing in the background, does it get more Canadian than that? I'm not sure it does get much more than that. Um, All right, so let's take a quick break here when we come back. I want to talk about the Prime Minister's trip to India. Let's do it. All right, uh, stick around. More after this. Well, you've been watching it for the past week. We've been talking about it here um, out of the 6.30 Ched newsroom, and it just keeps growing and growing. Um, Trouble for Trudeau in India, the Prime Minister, facing tough questions over how a convicted Sikh extremist got invited to events on the state visit. All of this, as Trudeau has been pushing for his message for a united India. This is uh, Abigail Bimman, who's reporting from New Delhi. Jasper Atwal was convicted of attempted murder. He's a former member of an illegal Sikh separatist group. He had been invited to a dinner at the High Commissioner's house Thursday night. The Prime Minister's office says that invitation has since been rescinded. This doesn't help the allegations the Trudeau government is soft on Sikh extremism. But the Prime Minister got a big boost in the arm visiting the Sikh community Wednesday. formed a human chain to greet them at the Golden Temple. Half a million Sikhs call Canada home. It's a group too important politically for the Prime Minister to ignore allegations of a soft stance on Sikh extremism spurned on by this man. Punjab Chief Minister Amarinder Singh has accused cabinet ministers in general and specifically Harjit Sajjan of being Khalistani sympathizers referencing Sikhs pushing for an independent state by that name. An allegation Sajjan has strongly denied. Today, Trudeau Sajjan and Singh all sat down together. I'm wondering if you feel that that message got through. Uh, does Singh believe you now? I, I certainly think uh, we made it very, very clear that uh, our stance in favour of a united India, uh, our stance in favour of uh, uh, countering violent uh, extremism is uh, strongly held and consistent within our government. 
a very wonderful person. And it, it uh, uh, made me feel very good. So Trudeau appeared to win over Singh Wednesday, but the idea of Sikh extremism in Canada isn't dead. Singh says there's still money coming from Canada to fund radicalism, and he says he's given the Prime Minister a list of names to investigate. Abigail Beeman, Global News, New Delhi. Uh, so that's part of the story, and that's the one that kind of really uh, blew up over the past 24 hours or so. Now, we know now, we found out a little bit more um, how Atwal was um, invited. He was added to the guest list by British Columbia MP Randeep Sari. He's one of 14 MPs in India with Trudeau. Trudeau has said... Uh, quote, that the member of parliament who included this individual has and will assume full responsibility for his actions. Atwal himself denying that he's a part of the official Canadian government delegation and that he came to India for business. So there's some contradictions there as well. A number of people um, still trying to, to figure out how did he clear diplomatic and security screening on this one how did he get a visa to get into the country so still a lot of questions there but you know for a prime minister who is trying to uh, you know you know push you know the support of a of a united india certainly this was a a black eye on that front a lot of questions and and a lot of well he said this and he said that and so Whose side are you buying, really, when so many people are chiming in saying, mm-hmm. well, it's not me, it's this person. Yeah. Well, no, it's not me. I, I don't know how they got me involved well, here. you know, it's a classic line that we hear whenever there's a major screw-up. It doesn't matter if it's with a business somewhere, whether it's an airline. Well, we take these matters very seriously. Well, show me how you're going to take these very seriously and what's going to be done. Um, <laughs> how how he got on the guest list and, and made it through it is got to be something that is uh, answered truthfully and and completely. There's got and on, on a number of on a number of levels, but it's um it was completely inappropriate. And here's the thing: I mean, there's there's pictures of this fellow standing beside Trudeau's wife at this film night the other night that they that they were at. There was pictures taken with Amarjeet Sohi as well. And I'm wondering, even you know, Mr. Sohi, how he didn't maybe know some background there as well so if he he's saying that he's not a part of the delegation but he's certainly at these events having pictures taken with other members of the delegation well and whether so he wants to do his own check of these mm-hmm. people but he has people that are meant to do that as well, the prime minister know, and somebody it's, else it's, right it's, so. the, it's it's yeah it would be the prime minister's so uh, how many office in some how many people does this need to go through to be noticed. I mean, with all of the people on this trip, and you clearly want to make sure who's mm-hmm. going over for these visits yeah. are properly well, checked. So how know, does this get looked over? You know, we start at ground zero with this one, with the uh, the uh, the BCMP that invited um, this this fellow at Wall, and you see what happens. But you can be sure that um, I suspect the media is not going to be giving up on this one anytime soon. One of the other things that has become embarrassingly amusing is the constant costume changes and the photo ops um, that have been going on. Now, I understand that when you go to certain places in India, yes, there are certain pictures that are taken, but even the international media now 
is pointing it out. The media in India talking about the clothing, the coordinated outfits that the family is wearing. And hey, there's other things to talk about, but it's become very obvious that this was all part of a master plan for for photos and 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 the outings and he really lives for that stuff and it seems like at times when he makes these trips and and goes on these visits to international countries he tries to or he's more con- concerned about well how am i going to look in this photo who should i take pictures with if you're going on a business trip i want to hear announcements about trade deals that you've made or whatever you know and that's part of the reason to go to go to india is to foster better you know trade um trade arrangements between canada and india it's been a struggle to get those put in place over the years um but certainly with uh with the population in canada cultural and trade relations could certainly be much better um, but there have there hasn't been a lot of substance come out of this trip. Um, someone texted just in now and said, "No, he's acting. He's acting. Um, he's acting like a PM should, and politically smart as a liberal, as the liberal leader." Um, okay, if you want to believe that, there's a, a number of other comments coming in to the contrary, which you know isn't surprising. Um, but. In the international media, what are they saying? They are uh, the um, uh, in India. One of the news outlets uh, dubbed their gear too Indian, even for an Indian. Yeah. And the BBC um, lampooning the outfits, quote, as more in tune with what a bridegroom would wear in a Bollywood <laughs> film. And even at that. Um, at that one event the other night where the pictures were taken with this former convicted uh, person who made it onto the trip with Sophie Gregoire, you know, the Bollywood actors were just in in blazers and, and pants. They were just dressed normally. And that's not the first picture that that's happened. He met with some other business delegates uh-huh. at some sort of function, uh-huh. and he and his wife Sophie were dressed in the, the Indian uh, clothing, and the Indian business delegates were wearing suits. Mm-hmm. He's trying way too hard. Well, and I think, yeah, and yeah, so my dad says there's a difference between scratching your butt and tearing a hunk out. And I think in this case, um, you know, the hunk's been torn out. I understand wanting to pay tribute and, res- you know, being respectful and wearing you know, certain appropriate places. But I would find out, I would always find out before going to a function what everybody is wearing. Absolutely. Right. (laughs) And that's not even for a prime minister, but you yourself, where you're going on a daily basis, or if I'm going to some sort of function, you don't want to show up overdressed or underdressed. Mm -hmm. And he is, well, he's something. (laughs) Jared from Barhead says, uh, I wonder if uh, Trudeau would wear a Russian uh, fur hat and coat if he was to visit Vladimir Putin. It's embarrassing. Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, this... This trip has not, I, I think it's fair to say, has not been a success. And, and that's certainly how it's being portrayed uh, now in the media and certainly in the international media just saying, no, it's, it's been a real fizzle uh, more than anything for, for the prime minister and his delegation. Uh, yeah, they're calling it a trip gone awry. A trip gone awry. He's meeting with the uh, the Prime Minister finally uh, of uh, India tomorrow, tomorrow. The end of the trip. At the end of the trip. And there's been a lot of talk about that as well, about whether or not um, 
you know, has it been a snub that he wasn't he didn't wasn't there to meet and it wasn't done sooner? I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow after he meets the Prime Minister and see if they make any sort of announcement. But as you mentioned, to yeah. me, this has been a, a fail of a trip. Um, hopefully he can pull something together and we'll find out something tomorrow. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see how that shakes down. We'll keep you updated on that one for sure. And uh, I can't wait to see what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. Man, he's got more costume changes than I have. He's like Lady Gaga at a concert. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, it's 2.29 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. We'll take a break here for the 2.30 News. On the other side, we'll dial up senior climatologist from Environment Canada, David Phillips, one of our favourite guests on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chet.